feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we are waiting to get word of a second group of hostages set to be released in a matter of hours if everything goes as planned. We are hearing that Israel in the last hour or two has received the list of names of people that will be released and also that there are a number of children On that list. So for all of these reasons, everybody is waiting with bated breath. And the big question is, will there be any Americans? Because there were no Americans released today, despite President Biden telling the media and everybody else that they had anticipated Americans would be freed. We know that at least 10 of them are still there. What are your thoughts after now? What I thought was a fantastic day where we saw 24 hostages being released. Of course, 13 Israelis and 11 foreign nationals. Uh, They are Thai and Filipino workers who brokered it directly with Iran, which is really interesting that Iran clearly is in control here because the Thai government knew that as much and they were dealing with them directly. But I will say it was a great moment to see at least these women and children that did get released today. Uh, Great news so far. The latest is we're hearing that their health conditions are pretty good, uh, that they seem to be doing okay, and that is really good to hear. Um, We're hearing also the ones that were released, uh, four kids, ages two through nine, also includes three moms and also a number of elderly women, like six elderly women. Some of them are mothers and child, too. So it seems like they were picking certain ones for particular reasons, at least in some cases they didn't split up the mother and child. But there's still a lot of them left. Over 200 are still there as we speak. And again, many Americans and also many, many Israelis and also Israeli soldiers. And those, I think, sadly, will be among the last. I'm happy the women and kids are getting out. Obviously, uh, everybody, all of these are innocent uh, victims of war. Most of the ones who were released today were from that kibbutz, by the way, which was that little village that was right over the border with Gaza in Israel, where they just went in and slaughtered everybody. Uh, They raped, they burned babies alive. I mean, these horrific stories. And most of them are from that particular village. So maybe they had an intent to bring those people back. They've seen how bad uh, the headlines have been of their brutality and everything else. Not that I think they care about that. And I also think, sadly, I think they are going to keep a number of them till the end. And to me, there's a lot of pluses. Obviously, these people are going home. They're going home to their families. They are coming back. Uh, They seem to be okay They can maybe provide information about the other ones that are there. There were reports that the Red Cross 
might even get access to the rest of the hostages. That's great news because then we could say proof of life. Who else is alive? They can say, okay, yeah, there's 215 or 220. We saw them. Yeah, I saw a person. I saw that one. Uh, Put the priority of who should be released. Confirm that they are indeed there, that they're in Gaza. So I hope that they get access. So far, we haven't heard if the Red Cross has gotten access to the other ones that remain. But I am happy that these ones got out. I had tears in my eyes when I saw 13 coming across. I was like, okay, I hope there's an American. I hope there's an American. So far, not in this batch, but maybe over the weekend. Let's see. And again, another batch expected to come in a matter of hours. But there's a negative, too. You got the ceasefire. The Hamas, first of all, they get a truce. They get the opportunity to refuel, to reload, to regroup, to sneak out. There's hundreds of trucks that are coming in, quote, for humanitarian reasons. Because, boy, Biden is putting a big... Uh, emphasis on that. He's also putting a big emphasis on ceasefire. So with all of this stuff, this also gives Hamas a huge, huge advantage. And this also, I think, makes Biden look weak. We're going to talk about that later on in the show, too, because here's President Biden saying he thinks some Americans are going to be of the group. To me, he feels like a bystander in this whole process. He doesn't feel like the guy leading the charge. I feel like if we had a tougher American president, he would have said, first of all, don't you dare touch the hair of one single American. And if we had a tougher president, he would have said, I am demanding all the Americans get out immediately and all the hostages, and then we'll maybe give you X amount of ceasefire. But I don't see that deal being done. The Israelis clearly weren't able to do it. The Qataris are playing the middlemen, uh, brokering this deal. Uh, Thailand's talking directly to Iran, and our president's hanging out in Nantucket, falling off his bike again. I mean, it's like you can't make it up. He feels like he's like uh, like uh, in the background, in the fringes. And earlier today on Cats and Cosby, John Katzmatidis and I were talking about, you know, how he feels like John brought up, and I thought it was a great analogy, that it feels like it's like Jimmy Carter all over again. I said worse than Jimmy Carter. But it does. It feels like it's the way Jimmy Carter handled, remember, the Iran hostage crisis? Appease, 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 appease. And then lo and behold, as soon as, you know, Reagan came in, they got home. And obviously they didn't want to hand it over to Carter. But a lot of it is also they were worried what Reagan was going to do. And they're not worried about what Joe Biden's going to do. And Iran doesn't seem to be quivering one iota, nor does China, nor does Russia, nor do a lot of these people that wish to do us harm. And we're in this horrible predicament now because I think in many ways we have such a weak, lame, tepid, wobbly, wimpy president. Pick the adjective. They all fit. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And here a little bit earlier was Mark Regev. He is one of the key advisors, longtime advisor to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And he says, yeah, it's obviously enormously great news that the first group of hostages came out. They're supposed to broker, it's like 50 altogether over the next three days. So it's to be over four days total, 50 total. So 13 today, maybe they're being told potentially another 13 tomorrow. As I mentioned, some kids on the list. 
And he said, yeah, this is great news, but it's not exactly like uh, Hamas or a bunch of choir boys happily handing over these hostages. They know what they're doing. Take a listen. Hamas has not become a moral organization. It's not become a humanitarian organization. They're not new Boy Scouts. Yes, they are a vicious, brutal, fanatical terrorist organization. And we saw the sort of violence that they perpetrated on October 7th when they invaded my country and they burnt babies alive. And they massacred entire families and they lined up the young people at the open air music concert and they just machine gunned them. Uh, uh, Terrible things, beheadings, rapes, uh, terrible, terrible crimes against humanity. Uh, So they haven't changed who they are. They are despicable and they uh, are, are really enemies of all humanity. They are enemies of all humanity, burning babies alive. What do you call somebody who does that? Raping women, destroying a village, people begging for their lives and first killing their children in front of them and then killing them. In some cases, there's a girl, a little girl who is still there. She turned four today. Her name is Abigail. She's an American. She is a hostage still at this moment. Today was her birthday and they knew it was her birthday. And guess what? They didn't release her. What she will come out to is also not going to be a pretty scene. They killed both of her parents in front of her. So she is an orphan. She probably doesn't even realize. Let's hope she doesn't at this point. But this was supposed to be her birthday, and they were begging, please release this young American little girl, three, now four today. Release her on her birthday because they knew that it was going to happen today in the last 24 hours. Remember, at first it was supposed to happen, then it got delayed. They didn't release her. So what does this say about these kind of individuals and these playing these games? And in fact, one of them, uh, the hostages who did get out, was somebody that they said was dead. So now they release this one. So they're totally playing these psychological games on people saying, "Uh, we're going to keep you wondering if this person's alive, this one's not. And think about how tough it must be for these family members watching what's happening and wondering, is their loved one going to be next? Is their loved one on the list? Will they be out? Uh, will they be among the last ones out? How you know how happy they are, I'm sure, for the ones that are getting out, but also saying, God, I wish if only if it was my daughter or my son. And I'm telling you, if it was a loved one of mine, I'd be standing outside the prime minister's office. I'd be standing outside the White House. Where are the American families? I wonder, were they told, do not protest? Because where are they? I'd be standing right in front of the White House. I'd be right in front of Nantucket right now where Joe Biden is and saying, bring my brother or my mother or my sister or whatever. Bring her home. I'd be begging. Just like, by the way, the Israeli families are doing. And clearly it is putting pressure on the Israeli government, appropriately so. So here is Mark Ravgev also saying that, you know, the lie of Hamas, because they've been trying to act like, oh, we had a military mission. Uh, We were just going after military targets. And he says, what we saw today, albeit a good news that they got released, also proves even more that these people are monsters and should reinforce to the world. All these people with this, like, false comments of propaganda, like, oh, Hamas aren't so bad. Listen to this one. Uh, Hamas released today uh, six women over the age of 70, elderly women. And also at the same time, it released children, a two-year-old, a four-year-old, a five-year-old, and a nine-year-old. Now, Hamas, in all its public statements, said they're 
their horrendous, horrific attacks of October 7th were against military targets. Their words, not mine. And yet they're releasing today elderly women and children under the age of 10, one as young as two years old. What does that say about Hamas's lie that their attack on October 7th was against military targets? And I think there's a lesson here for the media and for everybody. You can't take uh, 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 at face value anything Hamas says. They still, despite the releases today, deny that they attacked and murdered and kidnapped innocent civilians on October 7th. Yeah, so much for all a big military operation. We all knew that was a lie, but a lot of people in the media seem to be kind of covering up for Hamas. Certainly a lot of the protesters in the streets of New York and elsewhere seem to be doing that. Let's go to Mike, line one. Mike, your thoughts about all of this? Well, well, Rita, it, it's, you know, it's a sigh of relief that some, some of the hostages were released, but they're playing, you know, like the old John Lennon song, playing those mind games. They're playing psychological mind games. Hamas, you can't take their word for anything. And, uh, you know, they have convenient amnesia to a certain degree. And the whole world is laughing at that uh, clown. I can't even call him our president. What a joke. What a joke. And you know what? This has to continue with releasing of hostages. But they're playing mind games. They're going to keep us guessing. Oh, we'll do this. We'll do that. And maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. And China is rearing its ugly head. Russia, all over the world, he's a jellyfish. He's a jellyfish. You know, Mike, jellyfish is actually a really good analogy. Because you're right, there's no spine. And he just seems to be waffling and like kind of like blowing with the wind. And today, when he was asked, you know, hey, uh, American hostages, well, you know, I don't really know, sort of, kind of. I mean, it's like it it just there is nothing in there if I'm a bad person in the world. And I hate to say this because I want the best for our president. I want the best for our country. But if I'm sitting there watching and I watch his press conference today, it was like, well, I'm not really sure. Um, Yeah, maybe hostages uh, that are American may get back. I'm not really sure. It just sounded so weak and it sounded so disengaged and it sounded so uninspiring. And there was nothing there that had any teeth to it. And guess what? These monsters, they only understand strength. And he's not projecting any. I 1,000% agree with you, Mike. Thank you so much. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight they are cheering in Ramallah and elsewhere, Ramallah on the West Bank, where I've been a couple times, uh, when I was interviewing Yasser Arafat. I'll never forget those moments. But in Ramallah, they are cheering, and they're cheering because a number of the Palestinian prisoners that were held in Israeli jails, some of them suspected terrorists, some of them convicted terrorists, have been released. 
So they're cheering that the terrorists are back out on the streets. How is that good even for the Palestinian people, let alone, of course, it is not good for Israel? Well, tonight, here is President Biden saying, uh, I don't really know if any Americans will be releasing this deal. Uh, which way uh, Which way did he go? Take a listen. President, when will the first American hostages be released and someone included today? We don't know when that will occur, but we're going to be expected to occur. And uh, we don't know what the list of all the hostages are and when they'll be released, but we know the numbers are going to be released. So it's my hope and expectation will be soon. Is there anything with the lack of strength in his voice and lack of conviction that if you were worried and you're a Hamas terrorist, you'd say, boy, I got to hurry up and release those Americans. Uh, That is a really uh, sad situation when we're dealing with just pure evil. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Peter, line four. Peter, your thoughts about the way President Biden is uh, handling this or not even doing anything? Really, this is a nightmare. I told my wife, I said, they're not going to release any Americans. They're going to ask for more. And, you know, instead of three for one, they'll ask for a hundred for one. That poor little girl, her birthday, celebrating there. I can't even put myself in that place of the father and, the, and then and the family, the relatives that are still alive. I have a daughter. I know what it is. And uh, I, I, I don't want to be right about that. I told Renee, I hope I'm wrong because uh, this thing is crazy. We have a president that is so weak. And uh, I think, you know, if Donald Trump was in, that's my president. Uh, I don't know what he would be able to do. This is to deal with hostages. Well, you know, but my- you know what, Pete? You know what? What a contrast, because I think this many of these things would not have happened under Trump. They'd be scared what he would do. Look what he did with Soleimani. Remember when that one contractor was killed? He took out Soleimani thousands of miles away. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great men and women in law enforcement, a really powerful story coming from Hatboro, Pennsylvania, where two police officers are being hailed as heroes after rushing into a burning home to save a 97-year-old man who was trapped inside. A newspaper delivery driver called 911 after seeing fire and massive smoke coming from a second-floor window at a house. So Officer Sergeant Aaron Simon and Officer Robert McMahon didn't think twice about running into the flames. Indeed, once on the scene, the officers immediately made their way into the home through a back door just before 3.30 in the morning. Now, once inside, the two officers began to shout and got the attention of the homeowner who was sound asleep. The homeowner explained that he had been sleeping and had no idea that his house was nearly engulfed in flames. 3.30 in the morning, cars in the driveway, your hairs are up, thinking there's definitely probably someone inside the house. That's what Officer Simon said. And he said, we're the ones here right now, so it is time to act. The other officer says, when we got there, you could clearly see the flames coming out of the upstairs bedroom. 
And we just started calling and screaming and yelling. And they were unable to see even a foot in front of them and crackling a fire in every direction. Suddenly they heard a voice coming from upstairs. And when we were finally able to see the gentleman uh, just about a foot into his room, I took a deep breath. I ran into the room. I ripped him out as fast as I could. And we just worked back and forth relaying messages until we could grab him and get him out of that room. Officer Simon said, knowing that he gets to spend another Thanksgiving as this happened yesterday in the morning, and knowing he can now spend Thanksgiving, this man with his family, or whether it's 10 Thanksgivings or 20 Thanksgivings, it was really nice to know that this gentleman is now alive today. The other officer said, I went home and my son was already up and I gave him a big hug and kiss and reminded him that you have to cherish every moment in your life. What a powerful story. The man turned out to be a 97-year-old resident. He was transferred to a local hospital and is said to be okay. And that is all thanks to the great work of our men and women in blue who do incredible work every single day. Well, we are keeping an eye on what is going to be another hostage release in Israel. This is coming from the Gaza side. In return, uh, today we know that 13 Israelis were released, 39 pretty hardened criminals were released on the Palestinian side. And obviously, what a beautiful moment, knowing that these 13 Israelis will now be home with their families, that they're now safe and sound. Some of them are orphans, their children, whose parents were killed, as I mentioned. There's another one who's an American. Uh, both of her parents were killed. So it's, there's some heartache stories. But thank goodness that they are out. And this is not that unusual that they would cut this deal, like one hostage uh, that's being held, innocent, of course, captured by these terrorists. And then on the flip side, you know, three hardened criminals that are being held. Women, criminals, also 18 and younger. They had to be sort of in the same categories, if you will. One of them is a 17-year-old who nearly stabbed and murdered an Israeli to death, a Palestinian. They released him and they released some others who are, you know, charged with some very, very serious crimes in the middle of all of this. But then there was, remember the story of that uh, soldier, uh, Gilad uh, Shaddad, who was captured, remember, uh, an Israeli soldier years ago. He spent five years behind bars. And when the Israelis negotiated a release for that one Israeli soldier, they released 1,027 Palestinian prisoners. Think about it for one Israeli soldier that was held captive for five years by the terrorists. And in return, they made a trade of 1,027 and included in that batch of 1,027 is the leader of Hamas now, who is the guy who orchestrated the October 7th attacks, just one of the 1027 that they released. We don't know about the other 1026. I'm sure a lot of them were part of the attack that happened on Israel on October 7th. But this is just, to me, the danger of what's going to happen now. They just released 39 of them today. 39 folks who probably are about to wage war on Israel. They're in the middle of a truce, a ceasefire right now that's expected to hold for four more days because they want to get at least the 50 out total 
on the Israeli side, whether it's Israelis, Americans, combination of other nationalities. But then what happens then? You know what's going to happen then. They're going to suddenly put probably a gun to the head of a hostage and say, okay, we'll release maybe this one, but we want now 100 Palestinians released, or we want 500 for this one. And if you don't, guess what's going to happen to the hostage tomorrow? It's going to get really ugly, and it's going to be this drip, 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 or we'll give you 10 hostages, but we want another day. And then we'll give you another 10. And there's still, after all of this, there's going to be about 200 hostages left. You do the math, that's 20 days, even if they hold 10 hostages to a day. What if they say, we're going to give you three for a day? Or we're going to give you five for a day? Or we're going to give you five for five days now suddenly? You never know where this is going to go. And that's why this is going to get really dangerous and really ugly and really, really just heartbreaking, I think. Because there's going to be some really hard decisions that are going to come. And it's going to be uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu. That's my son out there. I am begging you to please do not bomb the compound, even if you know the leader of Hamas is in there. You can see this moment. Something like that is going to happen. And that's why war is ugly. And when you're dealing with terrorists, it is really ugly. And the fact now they're emboldened, now it's basically put a price tag on every Israeli's head, every American's head, because they're going to say, gosh, if we could get another one, Think about how, you know, look how lucky we were on these. How many uh, Palestinians? Let's let's get all the Palestinian prisoners out of the jails. And I saw somewhere today, I think it's like 8,000 that are there. So you got, let, think about how many they want. You know, they're going to keep going until maybe they can clear out the jails. And guess what? Then you've got 8,200 plus new fighters to fight against Israel. This is going to get really messy. And their plan is to eliminate Hamas. It's going to make that job much, much harder. Harder, but what are you going to do? You got these hostages. I don't blame them. 1 800 848 Let's go to Sandra, line four. Sandra, your thoughts. Oh, hi, Rudy. You basically kind of covered what I was going to say. But, you know, like to me, you should, a trade should be equal. You take one, I take one. I don't understand why they give back 13 out of the 24 and we give 39 and as you said Sandra they gave they gave people, yeah they gave for for one soldier they gave 1027 Palestinian hardened prisoners I know and these people will go back into um Gaza and they'll become fighters and they're just going to recharge their batteries and do more harm I don't know this whole thing is not right whoever is making these deals I, I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed, and I don't see it getting better. I see it getting worse. I see it getting a lot worse, don't you? And, that, and you know, the problem is, Sandra, too, in the middle of all this, it's like, what do you do? If somebody said to you, I could free 50, you know, you're going to want to free 150 folks in these prisons. Um, they're not the worst. The worst are probably, you would imagine, uh, some of the adult males, but they're right. releasing women, quote, women, uh, women who have been terrorists, they're female terrorists, you know, that are in Hamas, you know, uh, they're, fe- yeah. they're kids who are terrorists, 17-year-old who's uh, trying to kill an Israeli, um, and also others who've strapped bombs to them. Somehow, you know, they, I think they grew up awfully quick. Guess what? You know, they're not like a little kid playing tiddlywinks that they're releasing. But still, um, you know, the problem is they're holding the cards right now because they're holding the, uh, you know, the innocent women and children and everybody who they captured, the soldiers, they're innocent, too. I mean, they're, you know, this this was a, a terrorist attack. 
But how, what do you do if somebody said to you, we could free 50 of them? You know, if I'm Prime Minister Netanyahu, they put a big price in terms of trying to bring hostages home. Look what they did for that soldier. I don't really blame them. You know, I'd want to try to bring as many as you can home, too, don't you think, Sandra? But it's a hard balance because you still want to eliminate Hamas. I know. Very difficult. Well, we'd have to pray. It's gut-wrenching. But I'll tell you, Sandra, I don't know how you felt. I I was very emotional today when I woke up and I saw, because I'm late with all of you guys, as you know, and I woke up and I was like, oh, good, they did release them. Because when we were on air last night, Sandra, we didn't know if the Hamas would keep their word. They delayed it 24 hours. They might have said, ah, we changed our mind. We're not releasing any of them. So I was so happy, at least that some of them found freedom. But uh, I think your gut and my gut's right that the, it's going to be a really ugly next few days, weeks, months. And I just pray short term as many of them get out. Um, and I hope, uh, you know, I, I think at the end it's going to get it's going to get really bad. And we just have to say our prayers for those families and for the state of Israel tonight. I'm telling you, Sandra, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Roberta. Line three. Roberta, your thoughts. <laughs> You wonder who side President Biden is on. He's worried about the poor Palestinians, but they they train their kids as suicide bombers. And um, the famous quote by Golda Meir is that peace will come when the Arabs will love their children more than they hate us. And uh, and these people knew about the tunnels. I heard that they have terrorists walking through the hospitals and the doctors say nothing. I, I mean, I, I knew about the tunnels for years already. I'm sure everybody did, and, and they, were, they were against Israel. We're ready to attack at any moment. And right. I, I by know, by I, the way, did you see Roberta, too? The director of the hospital was, was taken uh, for questioning by the Israelis. And I think it was when he was in a convoy, like a, like a U.N. and a World Health Organization convoy, and the World Health Organization and the U.N. were upset about it. It's like... Uh, Excuse me, just to your point, you're the director of the hospital. You've been there a while. Uh, People are walking in with RPGs over their shoulder. Uh, I think you maybe should be asking questions. They found all this, like all this ammo and all these guns right by an MRI machine. Uh, Somehow the last MRI I had, there were a whole bunch of guns and ammo next to the MRI machine. I would have been wrong place, you know. I mean, this is crazy. And and they're upset that he gets called in. Like you said, the host, there are tunnels, clearly, even even if you're a skeptic, there are absolutely tunnels under the hospital. And there was guns and there were hostage ties and all this. Israel said it was like the hub. Um, but even if you don't believe that, clearly there are some bad people under the hospital. And you see a couple of the hostages. They released a footage of some of the hosp- hostages being taken in there. I think they were the Thai ones, some of the Taiwanese guys they took. Uh, and you see them in the footage. It's like, okay. Um, and what, were you not supposed to be questioning the hospital? You're supposed to believe that they had no clue? Um, you just brought up some great points, Roberta. So where do you think this is going? How do you think this is going to go now? Know. It's really hard to say about that. You mentioned Jimmy Carter before. One thing they said about him, he he, he, he didn't make money off the presidency like like, this, like our president does now. So, I mean, I, I just hope things turn, and I hope we can see the Americans back, especially, too, because... It's just the whole thing's a horrible situation, and uh, and 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 right before nine eleven, nine ten, there was a pretty bad suicide bombing as usual in Israel. They're very usual, very common, and a pregnant woman got killed, and a dozen people. So I had to call up a talk show, and I said, you know, if we don't do something to help them, they're coming here, and unfortunately, they they came the next day, 
And I, I can't forget what happened that time. Well, and you know what, Roberta, you brought up some great points. And also look at like our open border now. I mean, if you talk to anybody, even the FBI director, governor of New York, everybody has come out and said that it is a really heightened threat level. Uh, there's no doubt with our wide open border, all the terrorists that have come through, those on the watch list. I mean, look how many came on the watch list just this year alone. It's more than seven prior years combined. So all of that uh, signals that we are definitely in the crosshairs. And it really concerns me, um, just as you said. And this is why you can't have a weak president. I mean, bottom line, you know, these people are thugs and a bully un- only understands uh, when you, you punch him in the face and you worry what, gosh, oh, God, what is America going to do? And I don't see anybody worrying uh, what's Biden going to do. Uh, all I think about is he's trying to decide, is it strawberry or chocolate ice cream? You know, it's like, and that saddens me, but that's what they're thinking. Or vanilla. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Ken in Maryland. Real quick, line one. Ken, your thoughts? Yes, uh, I'll tell you, you certainly are justified in being concerned. Um, What's going on here in our country with bringing all these uh, Palestinians in? And our government knows what they are. They're a religious cult. Uh, The Muslim religion is founded. uh, It's a false religion, you know. They don't serve the same God as Israel, but yet they say they live under that law that Moses brought down. And I'm concerned about our young kids. They're indoctrinating them here in our country. And it just makes no sense whatsoever. Um, Well, and you know what? Did you ever imagine, Ken, that you would see these young people like protesting? And some of them, even when they're interviewed, they're like, yeah, Hamas isn't that bad. You're, You're like, what? I mean, I don't know of a single person with a conscience that would say, oh, it's okay to go in and rape women and and murder babies. I mean, this is these these are monsters. And for some reason, these people out there like I am, I am really shocked, just as you are, with what's happening to our education system. And in fact, in the next hour, we're going to talk more about some of the things that are going on in our schools and some of the protests today we're just downright scary where they're blocking the streets and shouting and, and throwing like, you know, like trying to firebomb the house of an Israeli uh, director of a group. I mean, this is these people are nuts and they need to be clamped down. And that's why we need more leadership from the president to also put the message out. This cannot be tolerated. It's like a kid. Bad behavior. you got to slap it at first and say, wait, 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 wait. You know, no, you shouldn't put your hand on an oven because you're going to get burned. You can't let it fester. You can't let it get worse. Um, And again, it goes back to lack of leadership. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue with the Rita Cosby Show after the break. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. believer in freedom of speech and medical freedom, having a peace of mind. And here is something that I strongly advise you do for yourself and for your family. Let's face it, we live in dangerous 
and unstable times. Pandemics, international insecurity, shortages, supply chain disruptions, and an economy that's on the brink, thanks to Joe Biden. Well, we know that we can't simply trust the government to protect us. Now more than ever, everyone needs to be prepared. And being prepared is more than just stockpiling items like ammo, food, and supplies. Being prepared should also include stockpiling critical prescription medications. And that's where the wellness company comes in. Their medical emergency kit contains the prescription antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics that you need to keep you and your family safe. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even to a bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared and have peace of mind for your family. So go to twc.health forward slash Rita Cosby, twc.health forward slash Rita Cosby. They have a whole array of products and their medical emergency kit is amazing. Don't miss the Black Friday sale. It's available right now at twc.health forward slash Rita Cosby. Use the promo code KIT15. You'll save 15% on your emergency medical kit. And promo code MEMBER20 saves 20% on memberships for additional discounts. Check it out right now. They have amazing products and be prepared for any emergency. Well, well, let's continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Jacqueline, what a mess we're in. You know, Rita, it doesn't surprise me with Joe Biden, or as you know, I now refer to him as Joe Pino, president in name only. Um, instead of him, and, and to, to, to be fair to him also, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes once again, what kind of negotiations he's making with Netanyahu, but he should have really stipulated, look, we want certain number of Americans released as part of that negotiation. You don't let the terrorists uh, stipulate the rules and you don't capitulate with everything that they want, with all of their demands. I strongly doubt that President Trump would have done that. No, you're right. By the way, Jacqueline, and he should have laid the ground rules. He should have said, listen, you need to release Americans and others. You know, let's get a huge number, all of them. And then we'll work out this. You set the terms.